Bradley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the New Orleans area, Segnet Landing Restaurant and Swamp Tours in West Wego, Petri Transport Services, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice, Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. Oh, what's up, y'all? Another week, another Tuesday evening quarterback. Got to throw a quick shout out, though, that today was the first morning of practice for the UNO Privateers, this being the home of Privateers basketball and baseball on the airwaves. And we're excited about the new season coming up not too far from now. I have to actually count it. I guess it's six weeks Minus a day, exactly, until tip-off Monday night, November 6th. We'll have all the men's basketball games, as usual, right here on 106.1 FM with Mark Schlesinger and what he says is his deepest team, which uh, I would concur with. I think they have a lot of depth and quality and five returning starters from last year, so a lot to look forward to, although we're still, I know, we're no, we're, in, we're in football mode, so we're going to get to that. Save the dates. Privateer basketball schedule on UNOPrivateers.com. Now for the football season. And we were so close to talking about the black and gold as one of just four undefeated teams in the NFL after three weeks. There's just three now. Saints are not one of them, as we all know. That brutal fourth quarter in Green Bay. So we could break down a lot of different things here. I mean, it's been done just a little over 48 hours ago when the game ended, right? It's all been covered. That's what happens in the NFL, and we get to these Tuesday night sessions here on All Access. But let's get to the nuts and bolts of the situation. Unless there's some sort of dramatic improvement with the current Saints personnel on the offensive line, It's as simple as this. They're going to be an average at best football team, even with a week schedule that should allow for them, especially if Derek Carr, as expected with the shoulder injury, doesn't miss too much time. You know, it should allow for them to have a winning season. It's what we talked about on here. And the reason why, amongst others, I went nine and eight versus people being more optimistic. Reason why I went nine and eight is the same reasoning playing out in Wisconsin on Sunday. Look, 
the talk of bringing in Derek Carr and that he would, and he alone, would fix the Saints' offensive woes. Well, it hasn't happened. He's an upgrade, to be sure. But <laughs> the problems still remain. Is Pete Carmichael stale as an offensive coordinator? Well, I don't think he's high-ranking in the league amongst offensive play callers as far as overall creativity goes. So that doesn't help mask or lessen the problem that is the offensive line. It's brutal. It's a season-crushing problem. And I said, well, okay. Can we find a path to dramatic improvement there? No, I don't think we can. Because the sad reality of it is your very best line. And let's look at the big picture here. The New Orleans Saints, out of their top six linemen, their current starters and Andrews Pete, have invested Four first-round picks and a top half of the second-round pick. Four first-rounders. Trevor Penning. Before-mentioned Pete. Cesar Ruiz. Ryan Ramchick. And your starting center, Eric McCoy, is his high second-round pick. So you've invested five picks in top 50 overall selections on one unit of your football team. And when you look around the NFL and you see how many teams have the affliction of a weak and not very deep offensive line, you can see that that's good thinking by the Saints. But the reality is the investments aren't working out based on what you gave up to try to bolster that crucial area of your football team. Now, I'm not going to blame Ramchick, who was an end-of-the-first-round pick, absolute golden selection out of Wisconsin. Can't blame him, can't blame the front office scouts for the misfortune of what injury can do. He has a deteriorating knee that's starting to show, certainly showed against the Packers, in this last game. That's not going to get better. That's going to get worse. It's maintenance right now to try to lessen the fall for Ramchick, which means the days of him being an all-pro are done. It's not going to get better. And that is by far the best of that entire group. Then, of course, the opposite tackle from right to the left side, Trevor Penning, you just have to hope, if you're the Saints, considering you drafted him 19th overall, that he does develop into a top left tackle. At the very least, be a solid one for that investment. They need it. The most important position on the offensive line. But signs are so far that he's got to show a whole lot more for that to be reality. And we, the less we go into that further right now, the better, because that's going to play out, I think, over the course of the season. We're going to know if there's hope that he's going to be an answer 
at left tackle. And that doesn't take away from the fact that he's a big, bruising, mauling blocker that could be an answer at guard. You just want him to be an answer somewhere at this point. Because right now, you don't have a left guard of the future. You have James Hurst filling in there, the only guy out of that core six on the O-line that is not a heavy investment. Is not. And in a perfect world, he'd be your swing guy and not your starter, but he's been playing ahead of Andrews Pete, so what does that tell you? Pete, who, on his second NFL contract, the big one, can't stay healthy, maybe overrated even when he is. And the fact that he's not starting right now tells you something. And then there's Ruiz, who just got his contract at the other guard spot. Still hit and miss there. The words elite or all pro don't seem to be in the offing for a former 24th overall pick. Or was it 25th? One of the two. And then your center, McCoy, another guy you've given the second contract. He's a good NFL center. Average to good, but nothing special. So you're looking at a deal where unless Penning gets to special elite, annual pro bowler, potential all pro, you got a bunch of guys right now with the potential to just be a bunch of guys moving forward. And they're not even performing at the level that they're a bunch of decent guys. Their inconsistencies are glaring. And, and think of it this way. The greatest indictment on them is what happened in the battle in the trenches between the Saints and the Packers this past weekend. What happened was simple. Even though Green Bay was missing the starting left side of their offensive line, Elgin Jenkins, left guard, was out. David Bakhtiari, who is a Pro Bowl level at his peak, an all-pro contending level left tackle. Both of those guys didn't play. And yes, in the end, the Saints held the Packers to just 18 points, and that once again, the defense did its job overall. You can whinge and moan about what happened in the fourth quarter all you want, but what really stood out is a defensive line that played pretty well the first two games is a pretty good defensive line. Overall, didn't harass Jordan Love nearly enough. And Green Bay's patchwork offensive line, again, missing its entire left side, were able to protect their quarterback far better, create a pocket for Jordan Love far better than the Saints were able to do for either of their two quarterbacks. And one wound up having to go to the hospital, the starter. Now you can argue on that particular play and correctly that Carr held the ball too long, too transfixed further down the field when discretion's the better part of Vowell or just take the dump off. And there's no question that both he and Winston tend to have that same problem. They're looking more towards making the big play to their detriment at times, particularly Winston because of the decisions he makes to try to make things happen down the field. They've got to take what's given. They've got to just dump it off. They've got to realize there are four or five options in every pass play, virtually every pass play. And you've got to quickly move through those options 
to get something out of it and not get yourself buried into the ground behind that offensive line. It's not going to get better. And what does that all mean for the big picture? Saints aren't good enough on the offensive line to be a contender for the Super Bowl. Tell me how, if everything goes right, even with this game giving away a 17 to nothing lead in one quarter gone, and you just chalk it up as that CNFL tough result at the office, even if the Saints do wind up being a division winner in the weak NFC South, tell me how they're going to contend with the 49ers or the Eagles alone. Just those two teams. And you can talk about the Saints defense being pretty good. It is pretty good. It's not as good as those two teams who also have far better offenses. Tell me how they're going to win those games. I just don't see it. So when you look at the, the reasonable ceiling on this team based on what's right in front of you, even though we want it to be higher, it's okay when the division get a home playoff game and win that. Feels like the ceiling. That's a little depressing, but yet not surprising. But when we thought maybe this is how it was going to go, we figured, okay, there might be a combination of reasons for that. Not just, boy, just the offensive line alone creates that vision of how far this team can and can't go. And it's rough. It's really rough. They can still win a lot of football games. But the reality is if rookie kicker Blake Groupie makes that field goal, there's still enough time on the clock with Green Bay having timeouts when they've been marching up and down the field to think, <laughs> I don't know that they're not going to get in field goal range again. And regardless of the coulda, woulda, shoulda of how that game would have ended with a made Saints field goal, let's just say that the Saints created offensively, just 13 points in scoring opportunities. They finished with 17 because of the 76-yard punt return by Rashid Shahid. They're able to score 20 at a bad Carolina. And even that was a struggle, as we know. 16 at home against Tennessee. Who has a weak pass defense? As good as their run defense as they have a weak pass defense. and You struggled to score there. Do we have any reason to think that whether it were Winston or Carr quarterback against Tampa on Sunday in the Dome, that it's going to be any different? The Saints won't struggle there. It's a flat-out limited offense. Now, I'm not going to dismiss that Alvin Kamara's back, and that can help. That's another weapon. What he brings catching the ball in space as a receiver is what's going to really make for more potential for the offense. And quite honestly, that's kind of got to happen. It's got to be an extension of the running game because it's just very hard for this team to run the football behind that line. It seems to be a better run-blocking line than pass-blocking group at least, but even against Green Bay in a game where the Saints were playing with the lead throughout Saints runners under four yards a carry. That's just not going to cut it. 
Kamara can help, but he can't block the people in front of him while running with the football. It's it's that simple. I hope that what we we saw even in the preseason isn't a reality that can't be changed, but I see nothing to say that it will change. The Saints are probably going to have to invest even more high draft picks in the offensive line to try to fix it because it's a league-wide problem, and the Saints are limited by that problem. Derek Carr, when he comes back healthy, is going to have to, instead of, and yes, you, it was smart to say, bring in a John Gruden a couple times during the offseason slash training camp, try to figure out what works best for Derek Carr. But Derek Carr isn't going to survive behind this offensive line if he doesn't start popping in more videos of how Drew Brees played the position. Because Drew Brees was good at getting rid of the football. Get it out of your hands. Take what's there. Carr's going to have to do that. And he's not naturally comfortable enough with that based on the NFL quarterback that he has been. He's going to have to be. Not only to more consistently move the football team, avoid hits from pressures and sacks. But, I mean, we're just talking about consistently staying out of bad situations behind that line. Because there are going to be some times where it's going to be lookout blocks. Look out! Behind that line. It stinks because the team has so much potential in other areas. So much potential. But yes, we see where the limitations are at just one spot, and that doesn't even take into account attrition elsewhere because it's coming. People are going to get hurt. We've seen it a little bit in the secondary have an effect on Sunday, trying to hold on to that lead. Now, if the pass rush would have been more effective, I think the Saints might have survived it, which was disappointing. Again, imagine if the Saints lost an entire side of their offensive line. There were a couple injuries in the game, yes, on the O-line for the Saints. that didn't help. When you think about what Jameis Winston did in that situation, look at his numbers, it really wasn't that bad. But he's a backup quarter uh, back for a, week, a reason we know that. But again, imagine if the Saints, oh, Penning and Hurst are out. Let's just say that happened. Saints offense would be in dire straits. Green Bay struggled for three quarters against a good Saints defense, but you think the Saints could come back behind? Their current offensive line missing one side or the other due to injury, down 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter against anybody? I think you know the answer. It's a major deficit. And it's, well, it's going to take something special that usually doesn't happen in season. You just have to sit there and hope that. Good communication when it comes to dealing with blitzes, twists, stunts, that that improves alone. And you can live with the fact that, yeah, guys are still going to get beat one-on-one at times because, you know, the other guy's better. 
but the Saints have to really shore up those other mistakes that deal with being a successful blocking unit. I think they will. But the ceiling is low because of the ceiling of the offensive line as far as how good the Saints can be this season. The injury bug kicks in in other areas like it has in recent years. The ceiling gets lower. And yet it should still be expected that this team, if they can keep Derek Carr, who's week to week, upright when he's back, still finds a way to win this division. It's a shame you have to play a Bucks team that's better than we thought at home without Carr. That's a game you really need to win in the grand scheme of things. But this is where Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, they got to earn their money. You've got to win this game at home. Tampa on a short week after getting smacked around by the best team in the NFC. The Eagles physically smack you around. It's a spot you've got to get the job done. We'll see. They're three and one. Win their second divisional game. We'll feel a lot better this time next week than we do right now. Understatement of the year, right? 504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Tuesday night edition of All Access. Football, football, football. More talk. Shifting to the college game. Coming up after this on 106.1 FM. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. By texting 64,000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel. Language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting radio to 64,000. Text RADIO to 64000. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. 
Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walgreens. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. In business, service is everything. Cintas delivers what you need to better serve your customers. Whether it's freshly laundered work apparel for almost any job imaginable, tested and inspected fire protection systems, first aid and safety supplies, on-site AED training, or mops and restroom products stocked and ready when you need them. Better work days happen together. So visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. By texting 64000, you agree to receive recurring automated marketing messages from Babbel. Message and data rates may apply. No purchase required. Terms apply. Available at babbel.com slash TNC. We're going abroad for the first time in years. To Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Babbel. Language for life. And now try Babbel for free by texting radio to 64000. Text RADIO to 64000. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Ken Trahan inviting you to join me on Nash Icon 1061 FM Wednesday, October 4th from 6 to 7 p.m. at Signet Landing Restaurant, 450 Laracini Street in West Rigo, with former Saints tight end Josh Hill. Great food and prizes, October 4th, Signet Landing Restaurant, Nash Icon 1061 FM. This report is sponsored by Macy's Backstage. What will you find at Macy's Backstage? Here's a hint. Fall finds for $25 and under like sharp blazers, cozy sweaters, cargo pants, jackets, and more. Find the latest trends and new arrivals at a Macy's Backstage store near you. Finishing up that accident with injuries, the elevated West Bank Expressway eastbound Lafayette, uh, Crested Connection uh, from the Lafayette area to the I-10 merge is about 21 minutes. HOV lane's taking about 10 minutes right now. Things are backing off all over eastbound 610 from the split in Metairie across the high rise, 11 minutes there. Uh, seeing a little slowing I-10 West between Clearview and veterans at this time. I'm Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Calling all listeners. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Jude Young of PrestonCitySports.com and all access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at Nash FM 1061.com. Call 504 260 1061. Well, we thought it was a little weird, didn't we, when LSU was a 17 or 18 point favorite. And it seemed like eh, you look at the history between LSU and Arkansas and you think, well, maybe this is free money. And that was free money. LSU was very lucky to win the football game. Trailed at halftime. Offense really exploded, started late in the the second half, second quarter, and continued through the game because once 
Jane Daniels start hitting his marks, open receivers, there was no way Arkansas was able to match up. The problem was there was seemingly, most of the time, no way to trust the LSU defense, particularly by the fourth quarter, to get off the field on third down. And when we talk about going a whole segment about what's holding the Saints back, it's pretty obvious it's the offensive line. Is there hope of improvement there? Well, for LSU, yeah, they're 3-1, and one, but they had a really hard time against Florida State, and you can talk about how talented Jordan Travis is and Keon Coleman and the rest of those receivers, and they are. You can talk about it, but when it's third and 10, third and 12, third and 15, you got to get off the field. That's advantage defense, but not this LSU defense. Because in order to, and I think it's partially in order to protect a secondary that isn't up to the DBU standard that we've come to know for the Tigers for so long now, but also part of defensive coordinator Matt House's NFL mindset, second year with LSU, but five years before that spent with the Kansas City Chiefs, it seems, oh, well, we'll just keep everything in front of us. We'll rush three or four. We're not going to give up the first down here. No, I mean, it's third and nine twice against Arkansas, or third and 10, or third and 16. And those four cases, it was first and 10 Arkansas at the end of the play. And there was another third and medium that turned into a 59-yard blown coverage set up for an Arkansas touchdown in a game in which Arkansas had 25 first downs. And, well, they dominated on third down. When LSU was in position to get them off the field, they couldn't get them off the field. Eight of 13 on third down, one of four on fourth down. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll allow the other team to put points on the board. And if LSU is going to be an SEC title contender, a performance against the Razorbacks with Rocket Sanders, their star running back, out. That really hurts their running game as far as the explosiveness of it. And that's how you perform. I mean, it's not good enough. And yes, we talked about how K.J. Jefferson is good, and if he had been healthy last year as badly as LSU and Daniels played offensively at Arkansas, the Razorbacks would have won that game. LSU would have finished 8-4 and four in the regular season and won no Western Championship. Let's not forget that. A little bit of luck in there. This is a better LSU offensive football team. An improved Daniels. More experienced offensive line. The chemistry's there. But the defense, they don't figure out a way to start getting off the field against good quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks who can move and buy time, like a Jefferson, like a Travis, like this week's opponent, all Mrs. Jackson Dart. LSU's going to have to win shootouts. They're going to have to win shootouts. And that really shouldn't be the case. House needs to mix it up on third downs, even third and long. He needs to be willing to make the quarterback make a quick decision and get rid of the ball. Because 
I will counter, no matter how much you may be concerned about your defensive backs and their ability to cover and not give up the big play. Every once in a while, you got to bring more guys than the other team can block and simply make the quarterback get rid of the ball quickly. Because as much as there may be concern about LSU's defensive backs, ability to cover, putting DBs on an island man-to-man, asking them to cover for less than three seconds from the snaps, a lot easier than asking them to cover four, five, six. And especially on the college level, especially when you don't have a Greg Brooks Jr. now, veteran safety because of injury. And you're a little less deep in experience at the safety spot. Well, that just allows for more to break down, including at linebacker, which was pointed out. Linebackers in coverage who were still on the field on those plays where you're giving up big yards when you should have them right where you want them on third down. They, they didn't cover well enough. And Omar Spates coming back healthy, the transfer from Oregon State, you would hope would help there. But bigger picture, you can't be that predictable unless as far as what you're going to do defensively in situations. Unless you have a dominant defensive line where it doesn't matter. And guess what? They don't. LSU doesn't. Mason Smith coming off the knee injury was banged up in the preseason. Doesn't look like an explosive difference maker. Makai Wingo draws extra attention because he is the difference maker in the interior. As in somebody who can really consistently penetrate and cause problems. Defensive ends are good, not great. Now you almost have to use Harold Perkins against whatever tackle you think is weaker and bring him off the edge on obvious passing situations. I think you almost have to. But even better would it be every once in a while say, hey, we're just going to bring more people. We're going to be more aggressive. Yeah, it's third and ten. We're going to be more aggressive. We're going to show aggressive looks. LSU doesn't even do that. They don't show aggressive looks. They just back off of it. They're playing essentially scared of giving up the big play, and they're giving up scoring drives and even big plays anyway. House has to be more creative. When you get teams in third and long, you can't have them consistently converting third and long. You can't let quarterbacks say, okay, I can buy a little extra time because your pass rush isn't getting to me. Somebody's going to break open eventually. They will. They do. They have. Curious to see how much improvement we see there. And on the flip side, yes, you can argue the ends justify the means. That offensive coordinator Mike Denbrock can keep putting the game in in, uh, Jaden Daniels' hands and say, throw the ball. Move around. Do your thing. You're a star college quarterback because he can and he is. But there's something called complementary football. And I think this is where Brian Kelly needs to step in and realize you've got to play it. LSU ignored the running game for almost the entire first half against Arkansas while Daniels was struggling, trying to attack the matchups that were there. They were there. Arkansas played a very vanilla backed-off defense. They didn't bring extra numbers up to the line of scrimmage and in the box because they knew they couldn't match up with LSU and that offense. They were just trying not to give up the big play, and they failed miserably even at that because 
even when they could get the Daniels. He could buy time. He could run himself. He could stay alive long enough for somebody to break open. Sound familiar? That's why LSU was supposed to win by three scores. But I would argue when Arkansas has nearly 35 minutes time of possession, that did show over the course of the game. Your pass rush gets slower. You wear down even if you're rotating numbers in. Your defense wears down. becomes more exposed. And the running game was always there. And most teams LSU plays this year are going to have to play them the same way because they can't match up. They may be more aggressive than Arkansas chose to be. But they can't match up. And LSU needs to put the ball in the hands of Logan Diggs, Josh Williams, Caleb Jackson. And I think fans are screaming the same thing. No offense to John Emery, but he shouldn't be getting any snaps and touches ahead of those three guys. Diggs, Williams, Jackson. And run the ball more. When LSU did run the ball, they ran it effectively. Diggs, 6.9 a carry. Jackson, 6 a carry. Williams got one carry for 41 yards. Yes, Jaden Daniels threw for 320. Scrambled around, wound up with 36 more on the ground. But guess what? LSU could have gotten their 500-plus yards by running for over 250 and not having to throw the ball quite as much as LSU did particularly early. 19 carries by running backs versus nearly 40 dropbacks called. You don't have to put it all on Daniels. And as a bonus, now that you've got a team that is capable of running the ball more effectively than last year's bunch with the running backs, you can wear down the other team's defense. Keep yours on the sideline. You keep your strength in control of the game on the field more, and you're still going to score a bunch of points. And you're not going to put everything on Daniels because you don't have to. There'll be times where you have to, but you don't have to do it all the time. They even did that last week at Mississippi State. They don't have to do that. And that's where Brian Kelly needs to manage the big picture, the game plan, and say, we need to run the football more. We need to protect our defense more. Those are two areas that need to show, I think, at all Miss. Or you're just going to be playing in an old-fashioned shootout. Because this was a vulnerable Arkansas offensive line pass blocking coming in. You couldn't take advantage of it nearly enough. There are better offensive lines coming, including Ole Miss. And if you couldn't do it at home against Arkansas, are you going to win up front with your defensive front on the road in Oxford? I don't think so. And bigger picture, if you're going to win the West... You need the balance for the offense as much to help the defense as anything else. And we'll see if Madhouse can turn things around here. Being more creative and not worrying about the worst-case scenario all the time and thinking about making game-changing plays a little bit more often would certainly be a good step in the right direction for a team trying to defend a championship. All access coming at you Tuesday night, as usual, with yours truly, Jude Young, 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. When we come back, we got to talk Green Wave. No problems this past week, although it wasn't 
smooth against Nichols. What can we expect when Tulane steps into conference play for the first time against UAB? We'll discuss it after this on 106.1 FM. This is Brandon Presley, and you might have heard Tate Reeves' ball-faced lies about me. I don't support sex changes for minors or boys playing girls sports. Never have. Look, you know me. I'm not a member of a country club, don't take money from power companies, and don't have rich parents that can fund my campaign. So I'll never be able to compete with the millions more in campaign dollars that he has. But I know the truth is on my side. So here it is. I've never been afraid to stand up to my own party. That's why I'm pro-life, pro-gun, and pro-law enforcement. And it's been the honor of my life to serve North Mississippi on the Public Service Commission. But unlike Tate Reeves, I will expand Medicaid so we can keep our hospitals open and our people healthy. I'm Brandon Presley, and I'll make you the promise that I've made you all these years. As your governor, I'll never forget where I'm from or who sent me. Paid for by the Brandon Presley campaign. eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Continental. From the world of John Wick comes a Peacock original three-part event that takes us back to 1970s New York. The Continental. This institution wields power beyond your imagination. Let's take this house and everything that comes with it. The Continental. From the world of John Wick. Streaming now. And away we go. Only on Peacock. Ken Trahan inviting you to join me on Nash Icon 106.1 FM Wednesday, October 4th from 6 to 7 p.m. at Signet Landing Restaurant, 450 Laracini Street in West Rio with former Saints tight end Josh Hill. Great food and prizes, October 4th, Signet Landing Restaurant, Nash Icon 106.1 FM. This report is sponsored by Boost Infinite. Hey, if you're thinking of getting the latest iPhone, you need to stop and check out the insane, amazing wireless offer from Boost Infinite. To learn all about it, just pick up your phone, dial pound 250, and say Boost Infinite. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. Crescent City Connection had problems all afternoon long on the eastbound side, and we are looking a great ride Lafayette up to the I-10 merge. Maybe a one-minute delay, seven minutes in the HOV lanes, but seeing no delays right now on I-12 and eastbound I-10. Laplace to Kenner shows no delays. Causeway north and southbound looking great with accident and stall-free conditions as well. So no delays or stalls now, and it looks like things are getting back to a speed limit drive all over. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. I really like and sometimes you don't get this honesty or at least this public perspective from a coach. I like the fact that there was no reaction of 
disgust or disappointment and the fact that, to be very fair, Tulane didn't play a very good football game against Nichols. I mean, they won it easily, as expected. They didn't play poorly, but they were playing an overmatched FCS team, and they were just looking to get through it. And I, I, I don't think for one second that the coaches expressed that idea to the players, but I think it was pretty clear for the whole program. This is right before conference play starts, after three pretty tough games. Let's just get through it. And let's get Michael Pratt back out there after missing two games because of injury to get himself going again and then move on because the rest of the way you got conference games that you need to win, a championship you need to defend. So it was fine. Again, they didn't play poorly, but there were times when they just weren't sharp. Now, when you look at it and you're a little surprised that they didn't run the ball as well, for example. A little surprising. I'm sure it's all correctable. And this week against UAB, you got an 11 a.m. kickoff, so that when you haven't done that, that can be a, a bit of a challenge. Tulane hasn't kicked off that early yet, so they need to bring it. Need to be ready to rock and roll. And they need to take care of business on Hall of Fame weekend against a UAB team that's uh, prime for the kicking. Trent Dilfer being the hire there. It's just an odd hire. Yeah, the guy was an NFL quarterback who won a Super Bowl, but wasn't a college coach. Very strange, and they look like, unlike the Bill Clark-led UAB teams that we've known, and it look like they're a team built on defense. This should be a game for Tulane to be able to feast there while getting plenty enough stops on UAB on the flip side, who have not impressed at all defensively. Opportunities to consistently move the ball, move the chains, big plays. They should all be there against UAB. Plain and simple. Particularly through the air. So it's another good step for Michael Pratt. It was 18 of 23 against Nichols. Not bad at all. To let her rip. Help his numbers. Look good for the scouts. And show some more explosiveness. You'd like to see more consistent explosiveness for this Tulane offense behind a good defense. And in the big picture. And national folks are seeing it too. So if Green Wave fans are worried about oh, the AAC is obviously weaker now with the defections. The overall depth of the conference isn't there. Will Tulane be left behind even if they win the league? Not be able to get back to a New Year's Six Bowl even with an unbeaten finish? I think the answer is no. I think other group of five leagues will have their case to be able to send that representative where normally not all the leagues do have that case to be made. But the Sun Belt is a deeper league than the AAC, and I don't think anybody's coming out of that one with a pristine record. Or it, 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 would, it would surprise me if somebody came out of that one as a 12-1 and champion after winning the conference title game. It would surprise me. I think they're going to beat up on each other quite a bit in that league. 
And for Tulane, if they wound up finishing 12-1, and the fact that they did start the, the season ranked, the Ole Miss loss was without Pratt, and getting that loss out of the way early, week two, is going to help you. Tulane just takes care of business against the teams they have left to play. They should win those games. If they don't beat themselves, the defense is plenty good enough. The offense is explosive and capable, both running and passing enough, and will continue to evolve. Got to see a little uh, Arnold Barnes, for example. That was fun. Big run against Nichols. He could integrate himself more and add a little bit more explosiveness to that running game. Look, Again, it's all about injuries for Tulane. they got to stay healthy. Because if they stay reasonably healthy, they're going to win these conference games. They're going to keep winning conference games. So you don't have to worry about what happens. Is Tulane going to be left out if they do take care of business in all these games? And yeah, I, I know people are starting to target that matchup coming up in October at Memphis. Guess what? I know Memphis has gotten off to a decent start. Tulane's better. And what better time than now to get over that Liberty Bowl jinx and just go in there and handle the Tigers? Yeah, Memphis competed well at Missouri. They were a seven-point underdog. They lost by seven. Missouri is a bottom-half SEC team, even with that win over Kansas State. They're a decent team. They're not a great team. Memphis is a capable team on a given day, but Tulane's a better football team, and that should be a challenge they rise to after UAB. I don't think they'll be looking ahead. Remember, they've, Tulane's had problems playing UAB as it is. Now a conference game, they'll be ready. If Tulane wins these next two, they're going to win into mid-November. And they should. That's the point. And I think they've quickly matured as a program that they're going to be ready to put their best foot forward and win those games. If anything, Tulane's hoping that even after they beat Memphis, that Memphis has a good year and keeps winning. They want their wins to look good. I don't think UAB's going to do a lot of that. I don't think North Texas is going to do a lot of that. You do worry about that. But if Tulane's 12-1, and what have you done for me lately? They're going to get a lot of the benefit of the doubt. So they really still, I think, even though they don't officially control their own destiny, they still really do. I don't think it'll necessarily be easy if you're not sharp at Rice. JT Daniels being the quarterback there, Rice is capable. And we'll see what Florida Atlantic is in mid-November. UTSA at the very end, if they're healthy, could play better than what they have throughout most of the year so far. But Tulane's better than all these teams if Tulane's healthy, no matter what the other teams put out in the field. And if they win these games, talk about the best back-to-back seasons in program history. Because they'll be that in the one-loss column, and they'll be represented by what bowl the Green Wave are rewarded with as a result of those performances. Think January again. They should handle UAB. We'll have predictions and wrap it up on the final segment of All Access and a little look at the good stuff you want to check out on CrescentCitySports.com coming at you as well after this on 106.1 FM.
eBay Motors is here for the ride. So minivans, sedans, JDMs, roll out. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. And with eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Continental. From the world of John Wick comes a Peacock original three-part event that takes us back to 1970s New York. The Continental. This institution wields power beyond your imagination. Let's take this house and everything that comes with it. The Continental, from the world of John Wick. Streaming now. And away we go. Only on Peacock. Find the brands, inspiration, and great value you need to own your style at Macy's VIP Sale. Going on now. Use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 30% off fall trends and updates. Plus 15% off go-to beauty, skincare, and fragrances. Plus shop specials and find great deals on top brands at Macy's VIP Sale. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Get the one and done you want for your dog's monthly protection. New NexGuard Plus, a Foxhole Honor Moxie Dectin and Pyrantal Chewable Tablet. Protects against fleas, ticks, heartworm disease, roundworms, and hookworms. All in one delicious beef-flavored soft chew. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive. Ask your vet about new NexGuard Plus chews. Hi, this is Dr. Brad Schaefer. As a podiatrist, I can tell you no two people's feet are alike, which is why I recommend Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotic Inserts. They're customized for your feet, so you get a unique solution your feet really need, not just a one-size-fits-all insole. They're clinically proven to provide pain relief for achy feet, knees, lower back, plantar fasciitis, and heels. Take the Dr. Scholl's Custom Fit Orthotics Assessment in Walmart today, now in the foot care aisle. Do you need new wiper blades but aren't sure which ones are right for you? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. We'll show you the best options for your specific vehicle and even install your new wipers for free. And right now, save $10 per pair on Bosch Focus Wiper Blades, plus get two times O Rewards points. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walgreens. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. In business, service is everything. Cintas delivers what you need to better serve your customers. Whether it's freshly laundered work apparel for almost any job imaginable, tested and inspected fire protection systems, first aid and safety supplies, on-site AED training, or mops and restroom products stocked and ready when you need them. Better work days happen together. So visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday.
always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM NASH Icon at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Oh, prediction time in the lightning round, but we'll let you know that we will have high school football live on 106.1 on Thursday night. Kickoff at 7 o'clock Thursday. Pre-game 645. Dallas South's homecoming game over at Joe Yenny and Metri as they will take on East Ascension. That'll be a slobber knocker. Two big old physical teams. Uh, it's going to be a fun football game. Ken Trahan and Jonah Keller with the call of that one right here on 106.1 and NashFM1061.com. Okay. Predictions. Well, UAB playing Tulane, 11 a.m. Saturday. Blazers in three games against Division 1A, FBS, real opponents, over 40 points in each game. Yeah, one of them was Georgia, but the other two were the Raging Cajuns and Georgia Southern. Both those teams moved the ball pretty much at will. I think Tulane's going to move the ball at will. Tulane's going to keep that 40 streak going. They're going to handle UAB 45 to 17. It's going to be ugly. But pretty, if you like that olive and blue. LSU at Ole Miss. Seems like that one could be very high scoring. But I have a sense that Jackson Dart won't give LSU as many problems as K.J. Jefferson because he's not as good of a quarterback. Doesn't look like Quinshawn Judkins is healthy at running back. He hasn't been the same guy as a sophomore as he was as a freshman. Trey Harris the best receiver for Ole Miss, has been banged up and limited as well. They need to be getting healthier because Ole Miss is going to have to put up some points because the Tigers will put up plenty in Oxford. Last year, LSU fell down 17-3 to and then rolled to a blowout victory, but that was in Tiger Stadium. They don't want to be doing that, falling behind again at Ole Miss. But in the end, LSU wins it, I say, 38-24. to I think defense comes up with a stop or two more, and that should be all it takes because I think LSU's offense is going to have another fun day against the Rebels. And then another Saints Rock fight. Get ready. <laughs> in the Superdome Sunday noon, the Saints can go 2-0 and in the division, 3-1 and through four games. If I'd have told you that before the season, you'd have taken it in a second. I think Alvin Kamara will make his presence felt enough that you can win with Jameis Winston. But do I think it's going to be pretty? No. I have a lot of faith. Again, offensive line. But defense is good. Short week for Tampa. Beat up by Philly a little bit. They've got some limitations too. You can't lose to Baker Mayfield at home if you want to win the division. Even if you're starting Jameis Winston. But again, not pretty. How about Groupie, the kicker, bouncing back with four field goals? And the Saints winning 19-13. to I know. The highlight package is going to be wild. But if you're a Saints fan this year, you just can't care. You just want to have more points than the other team. Even if it's not a lot of points, it just needs to be more at the end of the day. Check out CrescentCitySports.com. Good features on Logan Diggs, the new leading rusher for LSU. That's a good one. Video from Tulane today from their media meeting 
ahead of their game against UAB available as well. Features on the Saints and why they didn't win at Green Bay from Les East and Ed Daniels. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board. I'll be with Les East for countdown to the original 6 o'clock Friday night. Haynes Academy night at Francesca's in Lakeview. Until then, bye y'all. Thanks for listening to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana.